twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll discuss the types of radios for emergency use. We'll also review the Midland XT511 Base Camp Two-Way Emergency Crank Radio and take some of your questions from email and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for our businesses and consumers since 2002. BuyTwoWayRadios.com, your radio specialists. All right, we've uh, discussed how two-way radios can be handy to use in a number of different ways and can even be indispensable in certain applications. But there's one application of this technology that, in my opinion, is probably the most important reason for everyone to access the airwaves, and that's emergency communications. Now, uh, isn't this one of the primary reasons the FCC assigned some of the radio services and frequencies for public use in the first place? With uh, GMRS and FRS, I think it's, it's a big part of it. The use of these radios in emergency situations is, is very helpful, and um, a lot of GMRS enthusiasts have set up repeaters, uh, repeater networks, to, to keep in touch, and emergencies are a big reason for doing that. So if that's the case, why don't more people have these hanging around all the time? It just seems to me uh, that a lot of people pick up radios for more for recreational use and, and uh the fact that having them for emergencies is really more of an afterthought for a lot of people. Uh, that's right. I mean, a, a lot of people don't really plan ahead like they should for emergency situations. I mean, you don't really, um, I guess, expect anything bad to happen. Most people don't. So um, when you find yourself really needing a radio in an emergency situation, a lot of times you're without one. Um, one of the positive uses for uh, radios is weather emergencies. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just recently... We've had a lot of storms, and uh, we had a tornado hit Alabama that um, destroyed a lot. And weather radios are a, a product that could save lives in situations like that. Yeah, even here, we had uh, some major storms in the last week or two around here. And uh, uh, having a weather radio, I mean, it just gives you a few, you know, if there's a tornado coming or something. I mean, granted, there's not a lot of warning for things like tornadoes but if there's a few seconds if you have a few extra seconds right. that's right. that gives you time to you know i think it can be a life or death situation and there with weather radios we're not necessarily talking about just two-way radios or, or consumer grade walkie-talkies there are specific devices that are made to allow you to listen to the weather and alert you in emergency situations usually these aren't handheld type radios that you would take with you on a trip necessarily they're more like they look like an alarm clock and you would sit it on a nightstand and whenever there's a tornado warning or a tornado watch or any other type of alert like that that's been issued 
this thing will signal very loudly and let you know, waking you up in the middle of the night, which can save lives. If you have a basement and there's a tornado coming through, you want to know, you want something to tell you to wake up and go to the basement. You don't want to mm-hmm. sleep through uh, a tornado. Well, definitely, definitely not. As a matter of fact, I just purchased one, the um, Midland WR120. That's a new one. That's actually a new version of the... Yeah, that uh, replaced the, the WR100 that was uh, very, very popular. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have an interesting story about, about that. <laughs> the first night, first couple of nights we had the radio there, and we had I didn't really set them up for the specific area. It was just kind of a general alert, but we had some major storms come through, and it woke everybody up. It was pretty loud. It scared the kids. <laughs> yeah. Got me downstairs, but it did its job. It did what it was supposed to do. Right, right. And That's I, exactly I'm glad why, it did. why uh, you need one of these around. To give some more background on this uh, technology Rick's talking about, there's uh, really two types of weather radios. There's more basic weather radios that simply allow you to listen in on an NOAA, on a NOAA weather channel in your area. This means you can press a button and hear a message that's constantly repeated telling you what the weather is in your area. A lot of times these basic weather radios like this will have an alert feature built in. And when you have the alert feature activated, it'll just constantly monitor. And whenever this NOAA tower is indicating that there's an alert going on, it'll turn on and let you hear the message automatically. There's also some more advanced products that have SAME, or SAME technology, uh, which stands for Specific Area Message Encoding. These devices let you get even more specific as far as the types of alerts you want to hear and the specific area that you're in. These NOAA towers cover a very large area, and a lot of times if the neighboring county has an alert, you don't want to be awakened in the middle of the night for an alert that doesn't even really apply to you. Yeah. These products that have the same technology will allow you to put in a code that's uh, sort of like a zip code, but it, it's not. It lets you get uh, your warnings down to a sort of a zip code or a county-sized area, and you can eliminate alerts that don't really apply to you. You can also tell it what type of alerts you want to hear. Uh, tornadoes, hurricanes, even amber alerts is an option. And you can also filter out on a lot of these devices the alerts you don't want to be told about. And that's what happened to me the first couple of nights I had the radio. I just didn't set it. It it gave me alerts for a different county, which didn't really apply to us per se. But the next day I went in and programmed it with the same codes, the SAME codes, and uh, uh, that improved the accuracy of it Right from that point. Um, now... Regular handheld two-way radios, a lot of times, or GMRS, FRS radios, will have uh, the functionality of a basic weather radio. You'll have at least NOAA weather channels on a lot of models and even weather alerts on a lot of models. There's not very many radios, however, that have the uh, same technology. There's uh, actually only one at the moment, and it's the uh, Motorola T9680 same radio. Other than that, all the radios that uh, are available with weather are just the basic uh, functionality. For uh, a little bit of background on how that came about, the same technology that we're talking about, NOAA actually um, began experimenting with this, the, the National Weather Service did, in around 1985. 
and they begin experimenting with using special digital codes embedded in messages uh, for emergency events that they could broadcast and covered by the National Weather Radio. Now, the idea here was to increase the ability to transmit public warnings and emergency uh, alerts to specifically targeted areas. And uh, they adopted that technology in 1988, and uh, the Consumer Electronics Association created a commercial standard for it in 2003. Now, um, that's a big gap. Yeah, yeah, it took them a little, took them a little while uh, <laughs> to get that done. But um, from now, this is from the National Weather Service website. Actually, um, the service to a county depends on a reliable signal reception, which typically extends in about a 40-mile radius from the transmitter, assuming level terrain. Uh, and counties without uh, national weather radio coverage or partial uh, NWR coverage are indicated. Some counties or parts of counties, especially in mountainous areas, may not have reliable reception due to signal blockages or excessive distance from the transmitter. So these services are not available everywhere across the country. They, they cover a lot of areas, but there are some gaps. It's probably uh, sort of like cell phone coverage where, you know, 98% of the country is covered, but, you know, if you live in the mountains in the, in the middle of nowhere or something, don't, maybe you won't have a NOAA tower in your yeah. area. I think another type of product that is important to touch on are products that are specifically made for emergency use, like uh, crank radios and emergency mm-hmm. radios. This is um, sort of like the XT511 that we're going to be reviewing today. If you're without power, you can crank a handle to power this radio, and it has an AM/FM radio, a um, GMRS radio built in. It supports weather channels. I believe it has a flashlight. Mm-hmm. Yep. has a three LED flashlight. It's actually pretty bright. Considering, yeah. uh, I I used it to, <laughs> I've used mine to uh, do a number of things with it besides just for emergency use. I even used it the other night to uh, see inside my computer when I upgraded my hard drive. <laughs> There's uh, other models of of these emergency radios as well that that have uh, like a cell phone charger built in that you can charge using the hand crank. So um, the uh, emergency radios are a good thing to have on hand, even if you ju- they're not that expensive. Mm-hmm. And even if you just have one and store it away until you have a power, eventually something's going to happen where you're going to lose power. And you never know when you're going to lose power for days at a time or yeah. you know, even half a day. It would be nice to be able to have a way to listen to the radio and get updates. So one of these for, uh, uh, I think it's low as $30, it's uh, worth having one of these around in case of emergencies. $30 is a very minor investment for something that can potentially save your life. Right. Um, you know, hurricane season is coming. That's approaching. And, um, you know, there's some areas of the country that really are not affected by that too much, but certain other uh, states, North and South Carolina, can be affected uh, depending on where it, where it comes from. And I know you're from Florida, Rick, so you've yeah. probably seen a lot of that. When a hurricane rolls through... Who knows how long you're going to be without power? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, in Florida, that was that was always a serious, and we always took it seriously. Right. But we're right now in the the rainy season here, pretty much. We're in, in the middle of spring, approaching summer, and uh, we're going to get those daily thunderstorms. We've had some severe weather already. 
there's probably more of it on the way. It, it, it's a good idea to have one of these, to have something right. handy just in case. Well, aside from the emergency weather radios that are just standalone one-way radios and then the, uh, the emergency two-way radios like the Midland, there are a number of other land mobile radios, the handheld radios that have weather channels with weather alerts. Um, most of them don't have the same technology. A few of them do, but most right. of them don't at this point. But they still have those uh, alerts. And some of them, like the Cobras, Midlands, uh, some of the Motorola Talkabouts, and uh, the Uniden radios uh, have those. So, you know, yeah, that's have a to- very common feature with the GMRS radios is, is the weather. Um, I'd say most any radio over $50 a set is going to have at least basic support for weather. Mm-hmm. And uh, marine radios as well. It's very common to see this functionality of marine radios, even um, the same technology. I believe the Cobra MRF-55, the HH-425, MRF-80, and the Unit and Voyager support same well, now, what's interesting is that the same technology seems to be really prevalent in the marine radios, and that makes sense yeah. because, mm-hmm. you know, for obvious reasons, they're not on the open water. I think we're going to be covering marine radios in a future episode of the uh, two-way radio show uh, also. That's a different topic there, but that's, a, that's, a, that's an important feature to have on those. And just to let everyone know, we have in the show notes for this episode – we have uh, links to the U.S. National Weather Service, and we have a, a number for uh, Canada's Environmental Meteorological Service so that uh, if you have a same radio or uh, when you're going to purchase one and you need the same codes, it's a six-digit code is what it is that you input in there, and it's specifically for your area, you can call up the weather service. Uh, you can actually go to NOAA's website, and they'll have an area there that lists all of the uh, same codes so that you can put them into the radio. I just so had to use them. it yesterday for a guy. A customer called in and and he needed his same code. And I went to the sites yesterday and it was very choose state and then you you choose your uh, closest city. This gentleman was in Texas and he had his city was listed on that uh, list, but gave him his uh, his same code and his frequency. It's easy to do. It's a piece of cake. Yeah, it's it's easier than programming a radio, in my opinion. No doubt. Uh, any other thoughts on uh, weather radios? If uh, you buy one of these fixed same type radios, be sure to put batteries in it. No, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's very important. No if point your power your, is out, it will not alert you. Yeah, no point in having keep, a radio without any power. Keep fresh batteries. Okay. And uh, if you have any other questions about uh emergency and weather radios uh just give us a call or uh actually uh email us at uh, show at buy two way radios.com coming up we have a review of the midland xt 511 base camp two-way emergency crank radio we'll tell you what we think of it next on the two-way radio show Searching for two-way radios? Buy Two-Way Radios has what you need. Buy Two-Way Radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name-brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. Buy Two-Way Radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. 
We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. All of our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to the Two-Way Radio Show. And this week we have a review of an emergency radio from Midland, the XT-511. Well, the Midland XT-511 base camp radio slash emergency crank radio. Perfect little radio for for folks that are... Um, we get a lot of campers that buy this radio. They use it more as a as a base station type deal. They'll leave it back at the campsite, and then they'll disperse uh, handhelds to their members of their group there. If they're out hiking or whatever, they can get in contact. It's just got an AM/FM radio built into it, uh, clock with alarm, the the three LED flashlight. It's just sort of a blend of a, a GMRS radio, sort of a, a GXT one thousand plus an emergency radio combined it's like a I, I tell people it's kind of like a little survival kit um it does have that crank feature on there if you run out of batteries you can crank it i forget how many times it says you got to crank it but it's not much to get power to it and it lasts quite a bit but there's five total power sources and all you've got your ac power mm-hmm. you've got uh, dc power for your car um it does have the rechargeable batteries of course uh that crank and then it's also capable of throwing double-a batteries into it so you've got five sources of power that you have no excuse to, to run out of power and if you do uh, run out of power you've got a real problem yeah that's <laughs> the least of your worries um it does have that usb connector on there too that i like um basically most most of your cell phones now blackberries a lot of your androids iphones things like that have a usb style uh, plug-in for to charge your phone plug your phone into this to the radio you've got uh, charging power doesn't take up a lot of room like your typical some of your base stations will um five watts of power just like the the gxt 1000s and 1050s but i think i think if you're a if you're a, a camper or work events even you know so f- festivals and things like that be a great little radio for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw in that <laughs> it is a great little actually it's not a great little it's radio. A cool little you radio. said no you said it was a perfect little radio it's a perfect little radio so, that's a, so this is different that's I, a big I, difference I, I i do like the radio we sell quite a few of them uh, there was a time where we couldn't even keep them in stock you know it took me a long time because we were out of stock on them it took me a long time to get one ordered for me so i know that they're they're always in in heavy demand and i can see why because i mean i keep mine up on near my bed i keep it handy and it actually came in handy a few nights ago because we had some uh, storms come through yeah, and we lost power seem briefly. To pick up about this time of year when, yeah. when um, the weather changes and and you start seeing thunderstorms and and tornadoes because uh, a lot of people I guess like these as as a emergency radio and if, if you're trying to decide between a GMRS radio and an emergency radio this is a good combo. They're, they're easy to carry too because they're they're actually fairly light. 
very yeah lightweight. They've got a got a carrying handle on there. Yeah. Um, uh, they do come with a shoulder strap as well mm-hmm. uh, that you can carry uh, strap them on and, and carry it through through wherever. But uh, comes in right under uh, seventy bucks, sixty nine ninety four is retail. Um, I think, like I said, I think if you're if you're definitely doing a lot of camping, uh, scouts or church or whatever, um, and you're carrying handhelds probably be a good idea to get a base station to go along with it just to keep back as a at your central spot i can't argue with that um any cons to the radio pretty much i mean i to be honest i haven't, really I haven't heard any any complaints about the radio uh to be honest with you i mean my only and it's not really a complaint i'd say the only caveat to the radio is is um i had never had a crank radio before it was the first one that i'd owned and I had misconceptions, as a lot of people do, about crank radio power. It's like, okay, well, I mean, how long does it last on you know on a crank? How many times do you have to turn it? Uh, when you crank it up, right. uh, does it does it last like a couple hours? I think the manual tells you that. I've looked it up before. I don't. Uh, um, well, I tried it, and uh, I I used it as a crank radio for a while, and it typically, if you crank it up uh, about about a dozen or so turns, it'll. It'll uh, last for roughly about 15 to, to 25 seconds. I tried it on uh, just receiving a radio and then with all the lights on, both of them. So, I mean, I was losing a lot of power uh, if at I the remember same time. Correctly, but, I um, it seems like the way the manual states it is uh, the number of minutes of cranking equals the number of, of minutes of, of usage. And I think it's... Around a minute or two of cranking gives you 15 or 20 minutes of use. Okay. Because I, I only cranked it like, you know, a dozen turns or so. I just did it for a few seconds, and mm-hmm. that gave me a – yeah, it seemed – you're probably right because it gave me about as much power, as much time as I had been cranking it. Reminding so, you when you used to right. have to start your car that way, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not my – okay, I'm not that old. Um Close to it, but not quite that. <laughs> but um, that's uh, overall no real cons to the radio. Midland makes a heck of a product. All their products, all their uh, handheld radios, their, their weather radios, they make a an awesome product. Now, know what you're getting into with this radio. Don't expect this to be a very portable option. I mean, it's, um, don't expect this to be something you can clip on your belt and and take on a hike with you this is a base station type radio it's made to stay in one spot yeah um so even as light as it is if that's what you're looking for you're going to be happy with this radio okay and that's our review of the midland uh, xt 511 radio uh let's see we have some questions from uh, our blogs and our forums at uh, twowayradioforums.com if you guys are ready for some questions uh, I Fire have. Away. All right. Okay. Uh, Shannon asks: Our retail establishment is in need of a few radios that clip onto our belts with push-button-to-talk accessories that clip onto our lapel. What would you recommend? Range would have to be half a mile uh, or around there. Maybe with a base station as well. Must be durable. We are a lumber yard and rechargeable. That's from Shannon. I would go with the Icom radios. Um, being a lumber yard, I'm sure there's a lot of moving around and probably uh, 
a lot of climbing and things like that, so the radio is maybe susceptible to, to droppage and, and whatnot, probably a lot of dust and, and whatnot. But uh, I would look at uh, something like the, the 3011s or even the 4011s, depending on, I mean, it's either UHF or VHF. If they're going to be strictly outdoors, I'd probably stick with the, the VHF version, the 3011. Mm-hmm. Um, ICOM also offers a base station option, the 5021B and the 6021B. It's basically a mobile unit that uh, has been put inside of a box with speaker. It's basically, it's a base station. Put on your desk, mm-hmm. handheld mic to use uh, to broadcast to all those other radios. Plenty of earpiece options available for those ICOM radios for the handhelds, depending on on what everybody cares for. But plenty of earpiece options. Since it's a lumber yard, I would assume that there's probably a lot of sawdust around. You think that'd be a good choice? Mill spe- mil spec you know? radio. Um, most of them they're they're dust resistant, water resistant to a to certain ratings. But I, I think she would they would be just fine with the the ICOMs. Okay, that sounds sounds good. All right, um, let's see. Uh, this is uh, from Anonymous. I got my first set of MC220Rs, and as expected, the AC adapter was 110 volts AC input only and outputs to 9 volts AC 200 milliamps. Since 220 volts AC is prevalent here, I got a 220 volt AC, 9 volt AC, 1 amp adapter from a local market, but this adapter, however, is not a very good one and outputs around 14 volts under no load. Uh, can someone tell me if this voltage will reduce the battery charging time and how much? I'm going to let you take that one, Rick. Yeah. Um, personally, if the AC adapter that came with this was 110 volts AC, and uh, outputs to 9 volts and 200 milliamps. Uh, and he's got a 1-amp adapter that he got from a local market. I personally, I wouldn't recommend plugging that into the radio. Because if the radio is only rated for 200 milliamps, throwing a 1-amp adapter, uh, that could that could damage his radio. Yeah, a lot of times manufacturers will um, recommend that you not you know, mix and match adapters and things like that with, with the power because... It, can have unpredictable results. Well, at the very least, it would void his warranty. I think yeah, if something should happen to yes. the radio, they're going to say, uh, okay, you know, what happened to your radio? Oh, I plugged another adapter. To- oh, sorry. <laughs> Not covered. Uh, maybe an option would be to use a voltage converter. We sell, um, this is something where you're using the same AC adapter that came with the product, but you're plugging that into the voltage adapter and then plugging that into the wall. And you're you're sort of letting that other component do all the work. Uh, and it sounds like if it's 220 volts, uh, it sounds like he's probably uh, uh, outside the United States. I would think so. So yeah, he gets a he gets a converter and plugs the AC adapter that was intended for the radio into that converter and into his wall out to convert the power. Uh, it's probably a better choice than to go out and get another adapter uh, and use something that wasn't specifically designed for his radio right and we have one of those available that we stock it's uh, off of our accessories page on the website okay well i guess that's all the questions we have time for today so send in your comments and questions for danny anthony or myself to show at buy 2 com. 
If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. Um, I'm going to ask the question. Any, anything else before we go? Consider an emergency radio. No, I have nothing else. Okay. Well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWay Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. As always, thanks for listening, and until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feemster. I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out.